We are back. Another week of the mush. Corey Gibson, Adam Gorney, John Garcia Jr. Week 12. Quick recap to last week. I don't know how we did it, but seven and five across the board. Different picks. Uh, I think my lock hit and the other two sadly did not, but that's okay. At least we made some money and we got above 500. Uh, John is chipping away, man. He's getting close, but overall records, Gorney 58-62, John 55-65, and myself 59-61, hanging on to that lead by an inch. The Joe is surviving the pros, you know, but an awesome slate this week. I cannot wait to type this out and get everyone's opinions and picks. Um, I'll save everyone's mercy on Iowa, but we could talk about it. It is 31 on the week. And last week, Gorney, yes, they did cover under 28. So that's great. Yeah. Our Man. favorite team. We gotta we gotta talk about it early because that's why people listen to the show for Arizona football and for Iowa unders. That, that's all and you gotta know. <laughs> not only did they cover the under, but they had first and goal from the four with like a minute and a half left and just knelt it. It was great. They know what they're doing. I think the defensive coordinator's got the other contract where it's like if you keep hitting the under, you get the bonuses. You know what I mean? Like it was. It's my favorite line. I almost it's my favorite thing to look at every Saturday. So it gets me yeah. through the day. All right, here we go. Louisville is going to Miami and surprisingly for a 10 seed, they're only going to get one point. Yeah, which is suspicious, which means Vegas wants you to take Louisville, which means you take Miami. So there's a sharp bet on Miami. The money's on Miami. It's a flip situation. The public is taking the bait here. So uh, there's there's a lot of reasons to, to to believe it too. You know, I mean, Emery Williams is now out. Um, he was certainly no savior. They were talking him up like he was the next Ken Dorsey there last week against Miami. He's a fine quarterback, but he's now hurt. So I guess they're going to go back to Van Dyke, whose confidence is at zero, or Jacuri Brown, whose skill level might be close to zero. So. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't love this pick, but every weird trend is favoring Miami here. So I think at some point the belief is that Louisville just sort of fades. This might be the week. I'm just going to take Miami and hold my nose. Yeah, I have no idea what to do with this game. I was everywhere from Louisville lock of the week because why is, why is it just a point? all the way to, you know what, the, the trends are for Miami. And that defense played really well against Florida State. If they could carry that over, uh, then maybe they could shut down this this Louisville rushing attack that's been so good. Uh, but I'm not sure. I, I'm kind of with you, Gorney. I, I think it's it stinks. It's funky. You know, the home, the home field advantage might not be great for the U, but Vegas is, is certainly not underestimating it. So I'm going to go Louisville, but not so much lock of the week. But it's more so because, again, Miami so untrustworthy. Tyler Van Dyke is, you know, two years ago an NFL quarterback, and, and now looks like a guy who should start thinking about, you know, a coaching resume or, or something of the sort. So I'm, I'm scared of this game, so I'm not going to push for lock of the week, but I will still take Louisville because I just I still don't trust Miami, though that defense can carry them. Yeah, I'm with you, John. I'm going to go Louisville here. Uh, even though Miami did convince me last week that I should probably take him at home with the point, but I I don't – I just – for some reason, there's something I, – I cannot pick Miami this year. No matter who they're playing or where they're at, I cannot pick Miami. Just something about them just scares me. And with just getting the one point, I think they can handle that just fine. We move on to Rutgers and my favorite Penn State that lost me last week. Uh, 20 and a half, big line. 
Yeah. Uh, again, big game. James comes through and with nothing, uh, fires his offensive coordinator after it. And it was just an, another ugly performance. I think he's now three and 15 against top 10 competition. So Rutgers is not top 10 competition. Um, and they're not very good again. So I, I, I think, Rutgers is fine playing some of the teams across the Big Ten. They're not as bad as they once were. Um, but th- you could see last week a- any f- formidable defense, they're going to have issues. I think they have issues here against Penn State. And a little bit of an angry Penn State team that's been questioned, and they've gone from maybe the best team in the country to just complete garbage in the eyes of many fans. So this could be a 28-3 kind of game. I love the under. The trends are all under. Rutgers on the road, unders. 14 of the last 17 games. Eight of the last nine times these two teams, these two Northeast powers have met, it's gone under. So I like the under, whatever that number is. I'll take that. But I should lead to a big uh, underdog in that sense, but I'm going to take Penn State to cover. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like you said, pissed off Penn State. Um, they'll be able to go back to basics. I think they run the football with that great uh, duo of Singleton and Allen, and, and Aller will look a little bit better, obviously, because he's not facing uh, an elite defense. So I, I think Penn State can crush Rutgers, um, and Gavin wins it pretty comfortably here. I'll take the Nittany Lions to bounce back. I do have to note as well, I believe – I just got to double check. It is, Yeah. So this, so Rutgers is the team that helped our under last week with Iowa scoring oh, zero yeah. points. So yeah. that, that that helps uh, as well. So I'm going Penn State here. Obviously, it just uh, it has to be the play, especially with Rutgers not scoring anything against Iowa. I think they can handle 20 and a half, no problem. All right. Okay, Utah, big, actually pretty good matchup here. Utah going to Arizona, our team, our love right here, the Wildcats, minus one. Yeah, we love the we love the Wildcats here, um, but this is a game that I'm not entirely crazy about the situation. I think Utah can muscle Arizona a little bit, where other teams like uh, UCLA didn't have that luck, Oregon State didn't as well. Um, and this is an early kick. This is not a night game. This isn't Pac-12 after dark. So uh, I'm I'm leaning Utah here. I don't love it. I think it can go either way. Um, but Utah is five and one against the spread in the last six games that they've played Arizona five and zero oh straight up. And this is just basically a pick them. Uh, this is a much better Arizona team than Utah's faced during that stretch. Um, but I like Utah here in the early kick. Yeah, this one's close, obviously, you know, two strong power pack 12 teams that I think, have overperformed expectations. If you would have said, hey, Utah's going to be without rising all year, and Arizona in general, maybe going to a backup quarterback, you wouldn't expect both programs to to perform this way. Great offense versus a great defense. Uh, five years ago, I would have taken the great defense every time. Now I'll take the better offense. So give me Arizona in, in a pickle. Yep, I'm going Arizona as well. Of course, I have to take them. I actually do think this game has a weird chance of being like a small shootout. I think I have here on the app 44 and a half is the over under. I kind of like the over here, even though I know Utah has a good defense. They're kind of saying that I think Utah is going to shut them down and they're going to squeak out that win with the minus one. But um, I do think the over here has a weird play 
because, like Gordon said, they have not seen a team like this before, so they're probably maybe scheming at something else. So give me the Wildcats. Big rivalry here, old school. It probably had uh, more momentum at the start of the year than it does now, but UCLA is going to USC at six and a half. Yeah, so the question here is, uh, does Chip Kelly care anymore and does UCLA care anymore? Because the rumor is some good reporting here that Chip Kelly might be gone after this game no matter what. Um, So does he kind of say, screw it, it's over, uh, or does he try to go out with a bang? I think he tries to go out with a bang. I think the players are going to try to play hard for him. Uh, give me any any points like this in a rivalry game. And the weird thing is the public has been on this, uh, has been all over USC here, but the line has dropped from 12 to 6.5. So um, I actually like the over in this game. Uh, USC could probably score against anybody. They can't stop a soul. So I don't think that they could stop UCLA either. I think both teams are going to go back and forth, much like last year. Um, kind of can come down to a last possession or two last possessions. I think they're going to play for Chip Kelly hard. So I'll take UCLA here plus the points. Yeah, I was back and forth on this one as well. Like you said, emotionally, both teams really, you know, can, can they, you know, I don't want to, can I say nut up for a rivalry game? Uh, you know, hey, you know, let's let's get it together. Who wins the battle of LA? I think you can make a case for for either program. So like I just said with Arizona, Utah, give me the better offense. Uh, I'll take USC begrudgingly here, um, only because that number has dropped, and I do think that they've still got you know the most firepower in this one. Yeah, give me – I'm going to go SC here. Uh, I'll just kind of bank on like UCLA is just giving up, and hopefully uh, SC will just outscore them, and then I like – I just go, I'll go with the home field advantage and the rivalry. I know – Every, everything about this game is just sloppy and it's a 12 30 game which is weird for this kind of game as well so i i'll just i'll bank on sc uh closing it out this one was an interesting line for me i had to double check it a couple times but number 20 north carolina is going to clemson and clemson actually is the favorite at seven points yeah uh so clemson is 17 and three straight up in their last 20 games at home um and five and oh straight up the last five games in this series but again this is a different clemson team i'm 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 all over north carolina in this game i think um you know they can score i i don't know if clemson can keep up and drake may is is maybe the best quarterback in the country if not top two or three so uh i you know six and a half is a little curious i wish i could get it at plus seven um, but this is a sharp bet situation, a flip situation. The public loves Clemson here. The line has, even though the public loves Clemson, the line has dropped from 11 and a half to six and a half or seven. So that's telling you that uh, the suckers are on Clemson here. If you pick them, your suckers take the Tar Heels. <laughs> I can't be a sucker two picks in a row here. So I will ride with the Tar Heels only because I, I do think this is a sneaky high scoring game that Carolina defense is pretty bad duke uh i think rolled out its third string quarterback and and nearly upset them in in that rivalry game last weekend so i do think carolina can outscore clemson and and like you said gorney drake may is is the difference in this one his his last attempt uh, to, to dethrone clemson and i think he gets it done 
I'm going North Carolina here as well. I also have like a weird memory. I feel like every year with Drake, there's always that like midseason blues where they like they don't play as well. They lose some weird games and they close out strong and everyone's all about them again going into next season. I think this is the turnaround point because the last couple weeks, everyone's been really down on Drake and what North Carolina has done. Obviously, they're dropping in the polls, but uh, absolutely, you got to take it with seven points here. I don't, everyone's, everyone's in, everyone's following the hype of them not playing well right now and they'll, they'll turn it around. All right, Kansas State is going to Kansas, eight and a half. Yeah, this is the lock of the week right here. Um, That's what I was going to do. Hey, we, we have the same lock of the week. So I'm done it. with Kansas, done with them. Hopefully we're on the same side here. Kansas State is the lock of the week. Five and oh, straight up the last five times they played at Kansas. Kansas State is five and oh in their last five games, ATS on the road. They're good on the road. They've won. Let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen in a row in this series. And many of them have been blowouts. 20 last year, 25 the year before that, 41 the year before that, 28 the year before that. That this is a Kansas, this is not a rivalry game. Kansas State blows Kansas out when they play. I'm shocked that the number is only eight and a half because then you look at Kansas State's schedule. They killed Baylor last week, but everybody kills Baylor. They came back to to almost beat Texas. Um, they blew out everybody else they've played. They lost to a good Oklahoma State team on the road. So, And they lost to a good Missouri team by three in a game that they probably could have won. So I think Kansas State is really a very good football team Kansas is okay. They've had some big wins, obviously. They beat Oklahoma. They went to Iowa State and won. Um, but they lost to Texas Tech. They got blown out by Texas. Uh, I just don't see it. So I'm going to take Kansas State here. I think they're probably maybe the third best team in the entire uh, Big 12. Kansas somewhere 5, 6, 7. So Kansas State big, lock of the week. Yeah, great minds think alike. I, I think Kansas, you know, we've 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 ridden them positively against you know underdog scenarios or or teams that want to you know throw the football and get into a shootout scenario. Kansas has been able to compete with those, but um, when it's not the case, I don't see it. Uh, and Kansas State obviously brings a blue collar, run first mentality. Going to bring multiple quarterbacks to the table, uh, and they can always run the rock on top of it. And they play, of course, great defense. So that Kansas offense, the inconsistencies there, um, really had a chance, I thought, last week to make a statement and and beat Texas Tech, even with the quarterback change and the quarterback situation, um, you know, I think down to their third stringer, they really had a chance to, to win that one. Uh, so them failing and dropping my lock of the week for Kansas, naturally, I'm on the revenge tour. So Kansas State, lock of the week, this will be a, a double-digit victory. You know, I was never going to go Kansas. I'm going to go Kansas State here, but uh, you made me nervous and almost tempted just to go Kansas because you guys are so, so strong about Kansas State. It's like, I maybe I just have to, but no, I can't. I, I almost was going to have like a, a whole speech about how I, I love Kansas State so much this year, and I think I'm 0-2 with them or whatever times we picked them in the show. And I, They're probably the uh, my betting curse because I'll always pick them, and they might fail me, but I'm happy that you guys convinced me to stick with my gut here. But uh, – yeah, Kansas State, obviously, with all the quarterback issues. All right, Washington is going to Oregon State and it's on, uh, two and a half. Yeah, this is kind of the one of the games of the week. This is definitely a, a 
you know, a watch out game for Washington that can knock them off. The stat here that really interests me is that um, Oregon State is 12 and one ATS in their last 13 games. So has Vegas finally come around and given them respect? Uh, it, it is interesting. Um, Oregon State started plus two in this game. The public bet it, and the, then Vegas is following that line to minus two and a half. Uh, that that's also interesting. Um, every sign is kind of pointing to Oregon State here. Sharp play, public slightly on them, but money following big. Maybe something's going on that I don't know about Washington here, but I'm just gonna take I'm gonna take the Huskies. I think it's tight, but I think they win. Now, this could be a situation where Oregon State kind of runs over them, but Washington can score and stay in games. So this might be the sucker pick of the week, but uh, I'm going to take Washington. I guess I'm a sucker too, because I, I just think Washington has found ways to win. You know, we thought they could win a shootout against Oregon. They did. They had to gut some, some out against Utah and some other programs that gave them a run for their money, a surprising run for their money. So I think they're battle-tested. They've probably already played their dud game this year. Um, they're too close to, to rivalry weekend, to, to conference championships, playoffs, and all that to have the dud this late in the year. So that passing game will travel with Michael Penix, and, and their defense has been opportunistic. So, yeah, I think Washington uh, getting points is uh, incredible, you know, in any scenario this time of year. So uh, give me the Huskies. Yeah, Arizona State was the dud game. I mean, they they looked yeah. completely terrible in that game. Uh, disinterested, uh, did not look good. Obviously, Oregon bailed them out with some really, really bad play calling and decision-making down the stretch where Oregon really should have won that game. But I, I, I don't get it. I, I think this is a little too favorable for Oregon State. I'm going to take Penix over Uyunga Lale. I'm telling Big Dave. <laughs> Be tweeting you in three, two, one. <laughs> uh, you know me. I got to go Washington. I don't care who they're playing. Maybe if they play Georgia, i maybe swing another way. But I'll always go Washington. They look great this year, especially if they're going to get the points and they have not let me down. At all this year, maybe one time they let me down, but always got to go the Huskies. They look so good, and they're going to go for it, as I've said all year. My favorite team, Florida, is going to Missouri in eleven and a half. Yeah, yeah. This is this is uh, this is time for Billy Napier to to kind of start worrying a little bit. I think, um, which is a little ridiculous. He's not even through year two, but they're they're sort of playing worse. <laughs> I mean, they are not. <laughs> looking like a good football team at all. Now their recruiting class is sort of catering, uh, cratering. Um, they've lost three. There are definitely some others on the ropes. They've lost three straight. Georgia and LSU were, are understandable. That Arkansas loss was completely hideous. Um, who I thought Ole Miss was, Missouri is. So, mm. uh you know, I thought Ole Miss was going to be the team that went to Georgia and kind of really tested that defense, and it wasn't. Missouri was actually the team that did that. Uh, based on all those factors, I think Missouri's feeling themselves a little bit more, and and I know they stand on business because because Eli Drinkwitz told that to Josh Heupel after the game. I don't even really know what that means, but um, it seems like a good saying. So I'm going to take Missouri here. I just don't think Florida has much left in the tank. 
Yeah, this this Florida defense is broken. They they've got all the talent. You know, they they've recruited well despite all the coaching changes, but they're they're not cohesive in any way. And while this Tiger is not the LSU Tiger offense, uh, they they're going to be able to to put up points in a similar fashion. You know, Missouri's totally balanced on offense, uh, but the difference is they're going to run the ball at Florida, so they can control the clock and possession a little bit more than even LSU did in, in that crazy game. So, yeah, I think Missouri's comfortable here, especially at home where the Tigers have been uh, really good. So, yeah, Florida's uh, totally stocked down. Bail while you can at this point. Um, and even if they're looking ahead to Florida State, you know, another reason to, to maybe pick Missouri here. Yeah, I got to go Missouri here. That's absolutely the play. Um, Gordon, I'm happy you said it because I, I, as, as much as Florida has messed with me all year on this show, they just seem to be getting worse and worse and worse. But I can't be the one to say it because I can't pick them in anything we do here. But uh, absolutely, I'm going to go Missouri. Those receivers are electric there. and That will be actually a pretty fun game. So, What does that mean, though? We stand on business. Like, we let our game do the talking? But then you wouldn't have to say it. Yeah, why would you say it if you stand? I think, on... I think you know Georgia stands on business and Ohio <laughs> State. And, you, know. <laughs> you could sit on business. Okay, Missouri, you you've had you've had your run here. Okay, what, what do they always say, Gordy? Like let let the coaches coach. All right, let them like let the coaches coach. <laughs> all right, uh, Texas is going to Iowa State, and I thought the line actually surprised me. It's seven and a half. Yeah. Uh, this line dropped too. So yeah. the public's all over Iowa State here. I don't really get why. I mean, I get I get it. Like Sark can't keep a lead. Um, I mean, it is pretty phenomenal to watch. I mean, they get up and then they just they don't they're, they're all breaks, no gas. They don't stand on business. They don't stand they on business, they're all breaks, no gas after a lead. So um uh yeah, so God, I hate to do it because I think Iowa State has actually found offense in Rocco Becht. This is this is a team that looked very good last week against BYU. And they really stood on their business because in the second half, they came out and kind of kept the kept the pedal to the metal there. They can throw it around a little bit. They're a little more comfortable. It seems like Matt Campbell is kind of settled down a little bit about having to grind it out and try to be Iowa 2.0. They're actually a lot better on offense than you than your brain has been programmed to believe. Um, but the under in this game is the trend. Uh, five of the last five times they've played under. Eight of the last nine times Iowa State has been home under. But Texas is nine and one in their last ten games. Um, uh, there's a sharp bet on them. I don't love it either way. I hate the hook. But I think this is sort of a 28-17 Texas win. So I'm going to take the Longhorns. Yeah, you know, Iowa State's defense is also, you know, kind of heated up a little bit over the last month or so. Uh, and, and yeah, shout out to Rocco Beck. Glad he got the name drop on the pod, you know, fellow Floridian. Uh, but look, this is this is Texas. Again, we talked about it with Washington. The, the eyes on the prize, you're right there. You're right there uh, in the last year in the Big 12. You're, you're on the doorstep of the playoff, potentially, depending on how these last few weeks shake out. You just can't have the letdown. Um, so at some point, you got to stop the bleeding with that second half lull. So maybe this is it because Iowa State will push. Uh, so I do think Texas can win. Uh, but that that line dropping did make me consider Iowa State just a little bit more, but not quite enough. I think Texas wins. Yeah, 31-21. I'm kind of in that ballpark. 
Absolutely. Texas is the play, even though Rocco did go viral for me one time at a rival's camp with this with this hair flip, but no, not enough. I'm still taking I'm still taking Texas uh with that line. Absolutely no problem. All right. We will end the show. Gorney, I caved. I I saved it for one of the big games of the week, just for you, for our listeners. They had to wait till the end. The dogs are going to Tennessee, ten and a half. Yeah. Uh very interesting game and line. Um, the way Tennessee has been playing recently, you think 10 and a half is no problem. The way Georgia's been playing recently, you think 10 and a half is no problem. But so does the public. 90% of all bets are on Georgia at 10, at 10 and a half. So, God, man, I hate to bet against Georgia. Even though they're ATS, I think they're three, five, and one, or something four or five and one now. Um, has not been great. Um, I'm gonna take Tennessee. <laughs> I, I just ha- if 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 everybody is betting on Georgia and the line isn't skyrocketing, and this is one of the biggest games of the week, and there are a lot of sharp people in Vegas casinos who are putting the number on there. They have psychologists on staff to try to trick your brain into believing something. Uh, I don't see it. So I'm going to take Tennessee. I think they lose 38, 28, maybe a backdoor cover. Something weird happens like an injury. Uh, I don't know, but I, I just have to, I just have to go with my principles. What I see with my eyes, Georgia wins this game 38, 10, but what, what I see with the with the wallet is that they want us to pick Georgia, which means you pick Tennessee. I've avoided a couple sucker bets, but not this one. Uh, I think I've I've got to dive in here. Obviously, look, we talk about dud games a lot, and and on the opposite side of that, you've got your oh wow games. Obviously, Georgia just showed us that uh, against Ole Miss after the first you know that fourteen fourteen tie. They just they hit another gear that we hadn't seen them get to this year. So I do think that their a effort might not be attainable again back-to-back weeks, and you're going on the road to Neyland, and, and all of that does factor in. But 10.5, that, that's where it's at. I mean, the, the ATS numbers aren't great for Georgia, but they've had huge spreads, 20-plus all year. I think this is reasonable. And, and Tennessee, conversely, man, what a dud uh, against Missouri. They played their dud game last week. They will bounce back and look better. They won't lose by as much, but I do still think it will be by more than 10.5. This is, uh, you know, 34 to 20 maybe, something like that. I think the dogs roll again. Gorney, I'm so sad. You know, we've been doing this show for 12 weeks. And what do I always say? You trust the dogs, <laughs> you trust your eyes. And what do you do? You go against the dogs and you say, my eyes say this, but my wall. It's, it's sad. And I know the dogs aren't great on record, but I have my rules. John's now in. What do we do last week, John? We win this game. We, we're getting to seven points. And, you know, we'll, we might regret this, but, you know, we'll say, we'll, we'll wait a Gorney. On our on our way out in the rearview mirror, you know whatever that saying is, like just it it's fine, Gorney. It's fine. We'll just take the dogs. We're with the people. The people know. If you watch this, this podcast, they they know the rules that you never go against the dogs. All I remember is everybody picked Alabama with Bryce Young. Oh, he's so great. Oh, he's <laughs> the best. And then they were carrying those. Uh, they were carrying the goalposts into the Tennessee River, baby. They were smoking cigars in the on the field, and that's exactly what might happen on Saturday afternoon. 
No, and no Carolina this year. The show, the show's brand new. There's a new cast this year. There's new rules. That's <laughs> yeah. last year. There's we got a more. Uh, if that game had a more uh, mobile quarterback, you never know. You never yeah, know. It's <laughs> kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, shorter week, only 10, 10 games. I'll just do my quick lock of the week or the recap. You guys both pick Kansas State. I'm actually going to go. I'm going to ride the hype. I'm going to go Northwestern at home against Purdue, and they get three points. Going with the new coach. I don't know why I picked this game. I just kind of like it. It's the most Joe pick ever, but I'm going to take it. You know, I think they beat Wisconsin last week when Tanner was back. They look good. They're going to play hard for their coach, and that is totally fine with me. And uh, I got a weird feeling that they're going to at least try to win out the season to get the fans and, and have the players be behind the coach. So that is it. That's another week of the mush. That's the lock of the weeks. I hope everyone uh, – wins all their games and wins lots of money. And please always like, subscribe, and comment. Please follow us all on our social media platforms or just the Rivals page in general. Once again, I'm Corey Gibson. That's Adam Gorney, John Garcia Jr. This has been The Mush. See you guys. Thank you.